0: Number one, you wake up in the morning, the things that you wanna be able to control are the things that you're eating, the way that you're structuring, what you're doing, how are you setting yourself up to succeed
1: for the day. Welcome to CrossFit East 10, Over the Bar Podcast. The goal of this podcast is to answer common questions and encourage conversation between coaches, members, and the community. Today we're gonna talk about uh, the things you can control versus things you cannot control, focusing in on the things you can control and not worrying about things that you cannot control. So Joe, if you'll just go ahead and go over some of the things that we can control uh, or the things that we can't, however you want to start off with that. So
0: as we think about the things we can control, uh, it can be kind of uh, an out there idea, um, sort of esoteric, trying to figure out what that is. but as you're trying to kind of qualify and describe what the things you can control will be, they are the things that on a continual, repeatable basis that you have the ability to directly impact whether they go right or wrong, um, or the amount of effort or lack of effort that goes into those things. So those things pertain to things like waking up in the morning and how you choose to organize your day Uh, if you go into every single day with no plan and just kind of let the day happen to you there's going to be a lot of stuff that happens that you can't control that starts to control what's going on Uh, the routines that you create and all those sort of things it pertains to the moment you wake up the same way that you'd want to if you're an athlete the way you'd want to plan or set up a practice, a training session, whatever that might be. Um, I think that most anyone, if you are intentional about your actions as it pertains to your training, practice, competition, games, whatever that might be, you would be really uncomfortable going in if a coach didn't have a practice schedule planned out for you, um, if you're working with a coach in training, if they didn't have something planned out for you, if they were just writing something new up on the board every single day, you'd have a lot of trouble knowing that you were doing the right things, right? So we want to think about what can we do to control that as a, in a larger perspective of what we're doing on a day-to-day basis. So. Number one, you wake up in the morning, the things that you want to be able to control are the things that you're eating, the way that you're structuring, what you're doing, how are you setting yourself up to succeed for the day. And that's going to be something that's going to be very individual. uh, And I'll just give some kind of broad ideas. And then if you're looking for specific information, we can share that later. You can approach one of us, whatever that might be. Um, But you want to be able to start to structure your food in a way that is set up to support your day. So if you're someone that trains later in the day, you don't need to wake up in the morning and have coffee and a bagel. You don't need to have a bowl of cereal. You don't need to have granola. You need to kind of keep the carbs away starting off early in the day because it's gonna affect mental clarity. That's gonna affect your ability to properly kind of digest as the day goes on because carbs are gonna be kind of given a priority. And it's going to really, really severely affect your ability to perform in whatever that might be. At work, um, with your family, as you're thinking about training or doing those sort of things later, that's what happens. Um, So you just want to set your diet up in a way that supports what your individual function is going to be. Um, And you control that by choosing the things you're going to eat instead of saying here's what I have that's available to me and I'm going to eat that. You want to have a plan. You want to have a structure for that sort of thing. Um, If you train in the middle of the day, it's going to be a little bit different. Um, If you train first thing in the morning, it's going to be a little bit different. Um, So the next thing you want to think about with the nutrition is whenever you're structuring that is you want to be able to support your particular activity as it starts to come up. So you want to be able to have kind of the fuel that you need to train and do those sort of things in that particular way so before you train you want to have some complex carbs that way you have sustained energy during the time that you're training Uh, during your training you might want to have some carbs while you train uh, if your body allows you to do that and that comes in the form of things like um, gatorade electrolyte drinks and things like that and then following the workout you want to support the recovery period by having carbs in your system, protein, and very limited amount of fat just from a digestive perspective. Um, So just from a basic nutritional standpoint, that's what we want to think about. Um, We want to have quality food, and we want to have it in approximately the right amounts, and that's kind of figuring that out again on an individual basis. What does that mean? What does that look like? Uh, If you have trouble digesting protein, whey protein shakes, that sort of stuff, don't feel like it's something you have to do after you work out. Uh, I would tell you to prioritize whole foods um, that are of high quality over getting a protein check because that's what you see athletes do because that's what someone suggested to you that they do anything like that. We want this to be something that works for you and gives you the best opportunity to recover. So think about nutrition in that way um, as we're thinking about the things that you can control, the timing of what you're doing and then structuring it to support what your function is gonna be. Um, And going along kind of with that is thinking about recovery. What does recovery mean? What does that look like and how do you control that? Um, Recovery does not mean on your way out of the gym that you've got a bottle of water and you're gonna try and split that between putting in a protein shake and then drinking on the way home or on your way back to the office or on your way to pick up kids or something like that. Um, Recovery means being very intentional about the things that you're doing both before and after you work out. Um, The recovery process starts with you setting yourself up in a way that allows you to have time after your training to recover. Um, In a lot of ways, I would tell you if you look at it and you've got an hour and a half in the day to train, and that includes changing, um, getting prepared, getting all of your stuff together, mobilizing, that sort of stuff, um, I would tell you to probably spend 30 minutes of that session training, and then you've got the other 15 to 20 minutes that you've spent preparing for, and then knowing you're going to have to change after the workout and that sort of stuff. And then the other 30 minutes is probably going to be more well spent recovering from that 30 minutes of very intentional effort than it's going to be from training for 55 minutes. And then you've got five minutes of giving yourself what you're going to call recovery, which is just cooling down after the workout, sitting down, playing around on your phone, and then realizing you have to get out the door to get to whatever the next thing you have on your calendar that day is going to be. Um, so recovery comes in the form of making sure that you have time to cool your system down after you've worked out, um, really give yourself the opportunity to get some blood flowing, um, whether that is walking in the sun, whether that is getting on a bike, whether that's getting on a rower, whether that is a light jog, whatever that's going to be, we want to get some blood kind of flowing back throughout your system, um, just so that way we can kind of get all of that stuff going in the right way. And that starts to sort of calm down that cortisol response or that stress response that we have in the system and gives us a better opportunity to set us up in an environment for recovery later on. We're not gonna be as stiff, we're not gonna be as tight, we're not gonna have, have as much sort of individual pain in certain areas or global pain that comes along from inflammation. Uh, and really set yourself up to be in a position to recover if you're thinking about going to bed that night, all that sort of stuff. Um, Making sure that we're getting sleep, um, controlling the environment of our sleep, uh, the temperature, the outside things, whether that's light, whether that's TVs, whether that is other people, um, being really, really um, focused on making sure that those things are set up in a way that allows us the best opportunity to get sleep as we're recovering. Okay, so recovery is not just that immediate five minutes after you work out. It's a much longer process than that. That also encompasses nutrition that I talked about uh, right before that. Um, and then for training, as we're thinking about how can we control training, in a lot of ways that's going to come into finding a system or finding a particular style of training that you're going to be wholeheartedly invested in. Um, If it's something where you're looking at it on a day-to-day basis and you're like, I don't know if this is the right thing for me. I feel like I'm beat up every day. Uh, This isn't any fun, all of that sort of stuff. You're going to get into a situation where you're going to start comparing what you do every single day to the people you see on Instagram, to the people you see on Facebook, to the people you see at the gym across the street, all of those sort of things. And you're constantly going to be thinking about What are they doing why are they doing that why am i not doing that why is this not it was just the right thing for me and you're starting to lose control and focus on the things that you're doing Um, you want to be in a system that you trust completely that you when you wake up in the morning you know that you're going to be doing what you should be doing or you trust that the coach is making that decision for you and you're not questioning Why am I doing this? What's the reason for this? All that sort of stuff. Um, As an athlete, your sole focus should be solely upon your effort, what you bring into the gym every day. And your effort means not coming in and just killing yourself, but understanding what the goal is of your training session and what you're trying to accomplish. So it's a little bit of interpretation there and open dialogue with the coach, um, the coaches at your gym, all that sort of stuff will create an environment where you can trust you just have to be willing to almost humble yourself to the point where you're willing to take that as face value and what the coach tells you it is and not think that there's some underlying thing or think that what's going on somewhere else is better. If you think something that's going on somewhere else is better, go do that thing because it's going to allow you to invest yourself. It's not going to get you better just because you think that X gym because a certain athlete goes there is the best gym in the world. It could be for some people, it may not be for other people. And you could be one of those people on either side of that, but you need to understand what that is and go in every day with the right attitude and the right mentality. Um, so when it comes to your training, it's just coming in every single day, controlling what you are going to do. You can't control the temperature of the gym, you can't control the environment of the gym, you can't control who else is gonna be there, any of those sort of factors. The only thing that you can do is choose to come in that particular day, do what you need to do to get yourself warmed up, um, mentally, physically, emotionally prepared to do that and then acting upon that with the best intention that you have not asking questions about why am I doing this, what's going on, and am I really doing the right thing for myself.
1: And expanding on that, uh, the things that you cannot control, uh, something that we had just spoke on recently, go into some of those things that are just in people's heads that they can't control that is taking away from their training, that is making them lose sleep at night, that makes them... They think about stuff they can't control. It makes them sick to their stomach. They can't even eat. Go through some of those things and um, just talk about how it's just pointless to even worry about those things.
0: Yeah, sure. So when we think about the things we can't control, those are going to be the things that you have absolutely no control over whatsoever. So one of the absolute worst things that you can do before you go in for a training session, before you go into practice, before you go into a game, anything like that, is to get on social media. You're gonna see people doing things that you either absolutely cannot do, things that you have tried at and failed to do, things that seem so far out of reach that you just are never going to have the ability to do that. Uh, This is something that for me, Whenever I started doing CrossFit, I remember being super, super familiar with what the numbers were of all of kind of the high-level CrossFit Games athletes or regionals athletes. Um, There were certain numbers they were hitting on snatches, cleaning jerks, back squats, whatever that might be. And at that point, um, it was just so far out of reach for me. Um, And that's me looking at what they're doing and thinking that because I'm doing this particular sport or this particular um, group of activities – that I should be aspiring to do the same thing that they're doing, not taking into consideration that it was I was probably a year to maybe 18 months into doing this particular sport, not having an extensive resistance training background, uh, and these are people who had been doing probably at that point CrossFit for six to eight, maybe 10 years. Um, so they're pretty deep into this particular prescription as it comes to an exercise methodology. And I wasn't, but I'm just looking at it as like they're doing that, I should be able to do that. This person's back squatting 400 pounds and I'm like 225 pounds, bar on my back, shaking like I'm getting blown around in a 50 mile per hour wind because <laughs> I just don't have the ability to move that sort of weight. So that was me being super aware hyper aware of what was going on causing me a lot of doubt again about what am i doing is that am i doing the right type of training how are they so good and i'm not you know i've played sports i'm pretty athletic and all those sort of things and not looking at instead of spending the time looking at what they're doing me investing that in myself and figuring out what are the things that i need to do to get to what my goals are i'm looking at these external things that have nothing to do with me other than they're doing the same sort of exercise, the same sort of methodology in some way. Um, so getting on social media, seeing what other athletes are doing is one of the absolute worst thing that you can do. Um, just cause it's gonna put a set of expectations on yourself that is probably not an accurate set of expectations. It's putting you outside of the, reach of what you can do as an athlete at that particular moment in time it might be something you do later on and it's fun to watch those videos but you can look at those videos and enjoy them as entertainment without taking them as basically this is your guidebook to success or this is your guidebook to um, finding your particular path in the sport Um, the workout, um, as you're thinking about, like, what's the workout that I'm doing on that particular day, whether it is um, strength exercises or explosive exercises for your sport, whether that is what you see written on a whiteboard that day or you're getting from a blog or from a coach or whatever that might be. You don't really have the ability to control what's going on with those exercises the way they're put together. The thing that you control is how you approach and execute upon what those are. So, to put that into perspective, if you're looking at, uh, if you're just someone's looking at the most common CrossFit workout that's mentioned ever, which is Fran, 21. Reps of uh, thrusters at 95 pounds for men, 65 pounds for women. Um, 21 pull-ups, then 15 thrusters, 15 pull-ups, nine thrusters, nine pull-ups. Um, on the outside of that, again, you can look at that. You can see what other people do. You can look at the exercises, what they are, and start to put the set of expectations on yourself of what that's going to be. But then, when you're in the thick of that, and you've started doing those particular movements, you realize like, oh, this is a completely different thing than what I looked at. And you can either look at that and say, I'm going to continue to move and continue to execute on the things that I know I have the ability to do. Or you can look at it and say, you know, you're a minute and a half into that workout and you look at it and you say beforehand, like, ah, my goal was, three minutes on this workout and I'm already a minute and a half in and I'm only just now finishing my 21 pull-ups and you start doing all these calculations and you look like a beautiful mind going on, you've got all this stuff going on and it throws off everything that you're doing. You start thinking so much about the stuff that you can't control, which is the breathing that's happening. um, The result of your actions from those first 42 repetitions. the reason that the workout was written that particular day, the way that you didn't sleep properly the night before, the nutrition that you didn't execute beforehand, all of these sort of things that at that particular moment in time, you have no control over. So you're wasting energy that could be used on those thrusters, on those pull-ups, on thinking about stuff that has no bearing on what you can control at that particular moment in time. So all of this stuff, when we talk about nutrition and recovery, um, execution, mindset, all of that sort of stuff, and the way that it pertains to these particular things is you're trying to set yourself up beforehand and afterwards to be in control of all those things at that particular moment in time because you can't control the past, you can't control the future. You don't know what's gonna happen for sure over that next minute and a half. You can control in that moment, in that second, what your next movement is, what your next activity is, and the way that you're gonna support the goal that you had of finishing that workout. Maybe it's in a particular time, but at that point, you don't control time. You know, you're not controlling how time's moving, how you're executing with that you're controlling only what your energy, what your ex, your output is going to be at that particular moment in time. Um, so kind of going along with that as you're thinking about looking at your time and comparing it to someone else, if we're thinking about like a competition sort of setting. Um, a lot of times you'll hear, uh, on, whether it's on the CrossFit Games documentaries, whether it is um, the documentaries they do like during playoffs and all that sort of stuff, um, whether it's golfers, you know, they'll tell you like they didn't look at the scoreboard for the entire duration of whatever their activity was. They had no idea what that was, they had no idea how many points they had scored, um, they had no idea where someone else was in relation to themselves. and Sure, some of that's going to be people just saying that because they're saying it. But then the athletes who are actually doing that and executing upon that are the ones who tend to have a lot more success because they're not putting their bearing on, I have to finish five places ahead of this person to be able to move up into this position because it's going to give me this many points and it's going to change the entire direction of where my weekend's going, my day is going, this playoff series, whatever it might be. Um, They're looking at it as the only thing that they're really worried about is what they're doing because they can't control what the other athletes have done for the year leading up to that. They can't control what the athletes have done in the entire life leading up to that. They can't control any of those sort of factors and they understand that those other athletes, they're competing with them, but they're not competing. On necessarily the same playing field they're understanding that they're setting themselves up to compete to the best of their ability and they're trusting that the process of what they've done in the entirety of their energy their execution their effort leading up to that moment has gone towards allowing them to execute properly so that goes back into trusting sort of the process trusting what you're doing and having a full-on belief about <clears throat> what it is that you're doing and knowing that that's gonna be the thing that's gonna allow you to execute. Um, You can't worry about the stuff that you can't control in that moment, again, because you can't worry about what did I do this morning that I could have done better. It doesn't matter because you already didn't do that. The only thing that you can do is respond to that and do what you can to the best of your ability at that particular moment in time. Um, So leaderboarding, um, being super concerned about, again, what somebody at the gym across the street or um, what you see the trending people on uh, social media doing and all of those sort of factors, again, you can't control that. You can't control what you're seeing them do. You can't control what they're actually putting on social media because maybe you don't see all the failures that led up to that. Um, You don't see the rep that they probably cut off at that point that they ended up failing anyways. Um, You don't control any of those sort of factors. So you have to look at it as, again, solely what you're looking at and what's in front of you. And then as we think about competition and settings and events and stuff like that, you can't control any of the sort of um, factors that just have absolutely no control by anyone, whether that's going to be weather, whether that's going to be something weird going on with the venue, uh, something unexpected because of the place they were going to rent, uh, didn't work out so they had to go to this other place, you know, all those sort of things, you can't control that. Again, it's, it's only looking at yourself and saying what are the things that are immediately within my reach that I have control over. Um, So that's setting yourself up, regardless of what you know may or may not happen, setting yourself up, like if you're traveling to go to a competition, setting yourself up so that you're not gonna be um, in a real bind for a time where you're gonna get there and you've gotta compete 15 minutes after you check in. Um, and you're blaming that on them for not setting it up properly and not giving you enough time to warm up and all that sort of stuff. You get there well beforehand. you do all the stuff that you know you need to do warming up wise beforehand, then you check in and you go in and you compete or there's a big gap between check in and then when you compete again that's just that's the nature of those things. you can't control the specifics it's not going to be ideal. So you know whenever you're in the gym instead of always going to your favorite spot. Excuse me, in the gym floor and lifting in that same spot all the time or your favorite rack and using your favorite bar and using loading weights in a particular way. You move around, you go to different places, you try to go to different gyms and train with other people. You try and do these things and set yourself up so that you're not always going to have to be in the exact right environment that you should set yourself up for all the time you're ready to be adaptable you're ready to be able to go and do different things be around different environments be in places that are going to be stressful for you you're looking at it from the outside just because you know in a competition environment it's going to be stressful um, you know you can't expect everything to be perfect it's like having a training partner or a judge whenever you're doing uh, repetitions of something, having them just randomly call out no reps on you, so that way you're having to respond to that stress and that frustration of like, what do you mean, what was it, and why was that a no rep and then you you know you kind of get lost in that instead it's understanding how to adapt to that you know it's not like, hey, on my fifth rep tell me it's a no rep it 's like i 'm going to do thirty reps of this and you just call no reps randomly um, tell me something that I'm not doing wrong, or tell me it's a no rep when I am doing it right, and have me deal with that kind of frustration whenever I know I'm doing the right thing. Um, have them hold, make yourself hold a repetition for longer at the top. So if you're doing, again, let's go back to thrusters, try and get yourself so that you're holding at the very top of that thruster for a one count, a two count, that way if you've got a judge or someone who's, who you're working with, it's really, really tight on those sort of standards, you're locking it out, you're doing those sort of things. Instead of always riding line, and sort of pushing the limit of what is correct movement and what is not it's really pushing yourself to understand what is what is the environment that's going to be the worst of all possible circumstances and then executing in that environment knowing that it's not going to be ideal or it's not going to be optimal whenever you get into that situation Um, so it's just really looking at anything that anyone else is doing anything that you're seeing that is not directly related to you or the things that you're doing to help yourself succeed and understanding those have really no ultimate bearing on your success or your failure because that has to be owned by you. So the things that you can take ownership of, the things that you can actively choose to make sure happen in the right way or make sure happen very thoroughly, that you're doing those things and understanding how to best execute upon making the most of this particular thing.